0: Welcome to Talking Giants presented by DraftKings. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Pennick. And on today's show, we have an interview with Dan Benton of the Giants Wire USA Today. And we've got to talk about a couple Giants signings in Joe Looney and Todd Davis, both guys who are probably going to end up making the roster. Um, you know, they weren't bottom of the roster signings, which is why we're going to spend a little time on them. Uh, and we'll, we'll talk a little about some training camp talking points. Justin, how are you?
1: Bobby Skinner, I feel like a look crummy today. We both have on the same colored shirts, which, how does that feel for the viewers? Like, how does that look? Does that do something with the eyes? I don't know. Didn't care to shave. I'm addicted to MLB The Show. I bought that this weekend. I'm just totally addicted to that. I'm using five different computers right now to pull off this episode tonight, and I'm doing great. Next week, we are preparing for a preseason game. We're preparing for FanFest, of course. That is next week, but also I mean, I'll be in New York next, next week, week. You will be in New York next week, which I'm. I'm excited to see you. I'm picking you up from the airport. You're probably gonna punch me in the face first time that you see me since 2019. You gonna hold a sign? You should get should a sign I? that says like, um, like tall asshole or something. Tall. I was about to... asshole was gonna be the phrase. Tall, that I long put on blonde haired asshole. <laughs> that's 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 kind of strange. How that's the phrase that we both thought of. Yeah, Bobby Skinner. I'm I'm excited for things to kind of happen and start to happen and uh ppp's are going strong too how are you i'm good and and
0: speaking of tall a-holes robert browner he's a brown noser even though it's not spelled with that it's like brawny sure brawner and chris ruggiero who Mm. probably the yankees probably just traded for him justin who are these (laughs) long tall italians
1: we've been having a very good run of italian names Signing up for the Patreon, so if you're not an Italian name, sorry, don't sign up, or you can just change your name to something Italian, patreon.com slash talking Giants. It's gonna get a lot of fun um, when we do some game reaction stuff. Um, They're all on, like, weekends, so um, we won't be recording, like, the day of, but... You want to be there when we're recording our reaction to some of these preseason games, and especially during the regular season, we'll be recording the night after every single regular season game so you get access to the live shows, and you get to hang out and you know enjoy the, the beauty of def- of defeat. Enjoy the beauty of defeat. Enjoy the, the beauty of winning with us. Plus, Bobby will send you a magnet, and you have the opportunity to win some free shirts twice a month. Patreon.com slash Giants. Thank you to our patrons.
0: A couple of new tiers in there, by the way, too. All right, Justin, let's get into this episode. Before we talk about Joe Looney and Todd Davis, right now the talk of Giants camp is that the offense doesn't look good.
1: Yes. Yes. Now, I'm now typically, like, you want to say something a little bit more about that before you throw it at me, or do you want to just throw well, it at
0: honestly, me? Right well, honestly, you tweeted out earlier, and I think you said it just right. Without us being there, it is hard to – like, I don't have – like. When I hear those, like, yeah, it doesn't make me feel warm or good inside, but it doesn't make me feel worried. But also, the offense was the second-worst offense in the NFL last year, and that yeah. that is cause for concern, you know? And it wasn't simply just they didn't have a Kenny Galladay or Saquon Barkley. A lot of it had to do with scheme. The first half of the season had, you know, some Daniel Jones, like, big mistakes. Um, so there there is, like, some cause for – there's cause for concern for the offense, just in general. But these practices – and also something I noticed – now, they opened it up a little bit, I guess, uh, for the first time on Monday. But they've yeah. been starting in the red zone. And Joe Judge actually gave a really good explanation for that. He's like, hey, we're ramping these guys up physically. So, you know, you work in the red zone, short area stuff. It's, you know, you're not fully exerting yourself, you know, long sprinting and and opening yourself up to, to uh, you, know, you know, muscle injuries or tissue injuries. Injuries, tissue injuries. Um, so, I thought that was good. But also... The offense was horrible in the red zone and the defense. I mean, that's what, that's what made the defense good was, you know, we talked about it a lot. It was like, Hey, they gave it long drives. They gave it some yards, but they were the second best red zone defense in the entire NFL last year where the offense was the second worst. So, um, here's the one thing I will say that worries me is that they're working a ton of fades. That's, we can't be a team that just throws fades in the red zone. We can, I know we have Kenny Galladay. You can have a fade on a concept, but like on a, on a play, if you're like, Hey, I like this matchup. I'm going there by what the defense is showing. But if we're just like a, all right, we get down to the red zone. Let's, let's throw a fade. Uh, I'm not a big fan of that.
1: You know, I guess the, the, the devil's um not the devil. What am I, what am I trying to say? The, the alternative to that. Devil's advocate. That's the phrase. Good podcasting. Devil's in the details. Devil's advocate. Huh, what? <laughs> yeah, take a lap. The devil's advocate to that is, well, the Giants kind of have the personnel to do the end zone fades? Question mark at the end because Kenny Galladay, Kyle Rudolph, even though Kyle Rudolph's not out there because he's still kind of recovering. But it's but that. And then Dan Doggan also put a note in like his observations from today that the Giants have also spent a lot of time working on wide receiver screens. So I get it if it's ramp up. You know that you're, that's they're the still take where installing
0: it's like, a lot of the playbook yes, too. You know, like yes, preseason games is when you, you know you don't look at necessarily the result. But like how does the offense look? Like you're, you know, they're they are still installing a lot of the playbook, and and, and you know they've shown that they're kind of taking it, you know. Like, like red zone today, red, you know, they're working on short area stuff. So,
1: yeah. So um. if we're in week two of the preseason and we're in Cleveland and we're still doing a lot of wide receiver screens and, and red zone fades. And it's like, yeah, it's like, all right, what are we doing here? But also at the same time, I really do trust my eyes. And you know, Bobby Skinner really hasn't been up to training camp, but I I love to tell the story of in 2017 when the Giants had Super Bowl expectations with the second year of Ben McAdoo. I went to those practices, and granted, I was, I was a young guy. You know, I, I was still playing kind of football myself at somewhat of a high high school level. And I was just watching these practices. Again, just my take my opinion. Watching these practices, this team doesn't look good. There's not energy, there's not movement, There's the, the offense doesn't look good, the team just didn't look good, and that was my feeling and that was my take. Still was hopeful about the season because everybody just says, it's practice, it's practice, it's practice, and then when they're bad in the preseason, it's just preseason, it's just preseason, it's just preseason. So there is a value to practice, and there is a value to the observation of the team does not look crisp. There's not much of a value in it right now where they're not, they didn't even have a practice of full pads yet. The day that you're listening and watching yeah. this is the first, is the first day that they're having full pads. But, at the, you know, so at the same time, Bobby, if we are talking about this two weeks from now, yeah, like I'm I'm getting nervous city, but also it's not just nervous city that the offense looks bad in training camp. It is the fact, and like you said, to lead this whole discussion off full circle, it is the fact that the Giants offense was bad last year and Jason Garrett's still here. That's why I'm worried about the offense, not because they look bad in practice, but I do see people's point when they do get worried based off of bad practice. So I see every every side of it.
0: You know, the defense is is already pretty good, and what has been like one big thing where it's like, this can really take this defense to the next level fedora jackson plays really well and supposedly like he's like the star of, of the defense on camp right yep. now which gets me excited for the defense dude like if Fedora is real yeah. deal and ready to go and you know ev- they've asked every receiver about like batting his defense like yeah bradbury's got more of the size tinkle and adora's got the speed like i am really excited to see that combo of corners of bradbury and adora like that yeah. that would be beautiful to see those guys work together and play well like it's Oh my god, we're gonna we're gonna be able to get blitz again. We're just gonna be we're gonna be able to blitz and, and be comfortable about it.
1: I'm kind of low key. This is bad, and this may be a bad take. I'm kind of low key more excited for a Dory Jackson than Kenny Galladay because I think there is a there is a higher ceiling for a Dory Jackson's impact on the defense. Then Kenny Galday's impact on the offense. Like Kenny Galday is not going to single handedly make this offense a top ten offense. He can kind of help it be middle of the pack, which is what I'm expecting. But middle of the pack is not fun. A defense that is top five of the National Football League is kind of fun, and Adore Jackson Jackson's gonna help us hopefully help us do that. And he also had a kind of a nice pass breakup on Kenny Galday and like the in the back of the end zone. Galladay like had a ball in his hands for a touchdown. Adoree Jackson just like rips it out. And it was really, really fun to see that clip uh
0: during practice yep so it's if you want to be negative say the offense sucks if you want to be positive say the defense is great it's, it's there you go simple Love as it. all right let's talk about some news though the giants sign joe looney now supposedly they made a run of him in 2020 and they they put an offer on the table you know jordan Renan and dan duggan had reported six foot three 315 pounds turns 31 at the end of august He's played for dallas most of his career and that's where the name sounds familiar um start of forty two career games. Shane Lemieux is gonna be okay. But I do think it might have given them a little scare, the Shane Lemieux injury. You know what I mean? Whereas like they got if if Shane Lemieux never goes down, I'm not necessarily sure that Joe Looney comes in. But I do think like J- Joe Looney to me is depth. I don't see him as coming in and playing and or planning to start.
1: And I think it might have scared him and again this is so tough when we're not there, but where is Zach Fulton, Bobby? Like he where played is with this the ones dude?
0: today, but I think that was because Kenny Wiggins was out of practice.
1: Yeah, I mean that's it's kind of disappointing. Where you know we made that sign again, we're like sure. You know we were kind of expecting the dude to compete with Shane Lemieux for the starting guard job, and you know and Fulton's had a mostly Lemieux. good
0: career too, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. So again, we're not there. We don't know what the reps look like, but. Like the fact that Fulton may not be doing as well, maybe to start, we'll get on the we'll get some pads on on Tuesday, and we'll then we'll really rock and roll, and we'll see, you know, whose uh, whose balls are bigger in a way. But Looney, I you know the fact that he has the Garrett ties, and he 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 knows he knows the offense uh, in a way, and he's also just an entertaining dude. Yeah, he seems um, like a good dude. He was, he was talking about uh, how his father was like a coach when he played, you know, kind of growing up, and he said to him before every single game, probably when he was like in Pop Warner, not like in high school, imagine your father telling you, snap, crackle, pop, before high school. Then <laughs> go cuckoo
0: for Cocoa Puffs.
1: Go! Oh, no, snap, crackle. Why did I say that? I'm really off today. I'm bad. Um, Bad radio. But,
0: but Looney's coming off of a little bit of a down year in 12 games. Um, at center, he allowed three sacks, three QB hits, and 16 pressures. I mean, that's all more than – You know, Nick Gates had playing a full 16 games and new to the the position at center. So, like, I really do think it's depth. You can argue that he could come in and compete for guard. I just don't see that being the vision for him. Now, Jonathan Harrison, who returned from the pup list today uh, on Monday, that's got to be kind of scary news for him, you know, because it seemed like he was the very clear backup center. Like, he was going to be the backup center. Brett Heggie would probably play on the practice squad. Now, Looney's in here. You got Fulton as that guard. You know, Nate is going to be on the team. That's eight offensive linemen after the starters right there, and it's like, do they want to keep Jonathan Harrison to be a third center, or do they want to keep a guy like Kyle Murphy and protect him, or even a Chad Slade who's been on the team for a little while now? So Jonathan Harrison, I do see, you know, where to me he was a lock for the roster when camp started. Now it seems like he's probably going to get cut.
1: And Harrison was one of those guys that wasn't signed during free agency, right? He was signed in like january february because yeah, he was on the practice squad
0: with the Bills, so he was able to be signed yeah. at that time
1: yeah so practice squad player last year versus joe looney who maybe was expecting some sort of contract during free agency and you know now he's signed during camp so um yeah scary times for jonathan harrison wish you could do a film breakdown that sucks yeah you, yeah,
0: you know, know what it sucks us. is i would love to tell you all about joe looney and you know but NFL Game Pass right now, and tweet at the NFL to get this back. And if you have a Game Pass, leave them bad reviews. They took away the film, and and even if you want to just watch like the TV version, you can't like go through it. Like you have to watch the entire thing. It's brutal. Like you can't pick plays. Like it, it really is screwing us right now. And they said it's not going to be back for months. And then and it shouldn't take months. So please help us out with that because it's stopping us from doing this podcast film breakdown. Like without that, we can't do the O line report when the season starts. So yeah, no. Um, please and, go attack the NFL for that. Like, go attack them hard. Um, um but here's a here's a. But point. Looney is a lot and, more accomplished than Harrison, and, and yes, I I do expect Looney to be, maybe even the swing guard. We'll see.
1: Yeah, here's one more point on, and it kind of sh- relates to both of these signings that the Giants made. Getting worried about the offensive line, getting worried about interior linebacker depth, blah blah blah. The Giants used to be at a point where they were making these ragtag signings for guys to actually, like, play. Like, hey, John Jerry, a guy like John Jerry is going to be signed, and he is actually going to start. And if he goes down, then we're going to have to make more ragtag signings, like, you know, getting Joe Looney here and getting Todd Davis for interior linebacker three or four. You know, those used to be the Giants' starters. So if there's, like, consolation that you have in your brain right now about offensive line depth, it's at least the fact that, hey, they have their draft picks. They have their draft picks, and Nick Gates is an undrafted free agent. They have their draft picks, and they're homegrown guys, kind of like on the team. Where in the past, Joe Looney, signed him, he, were, he would be like brought in to start. Jamon Brown At, signed midseason, coming in to start. Jamon Brown, DJ Fluker, who just got cut from the Dolphins for an undisclosed reasons for injury when he struggled with injuries in his, his entire career. So those used to be the guys that started for the Giants. Our depth now,
0: has a ton of experience, too.
1: Yes, how many starts you? Three hundred thirty-nine
0: starts down? for the backups between Nate Solder, who has the most, Zach Fulton, Jonathan Harrison, Joe Looney, and Kenny Wiggins. I mean, they've all start. I think almost all of them have started more games than any of these guys in general. Like Will Hernandez has the most starts out of, on the line right now. I think yeah. he might. I think he might have a few more. He does. He has more than Kenny Wiggins, but I think all the other guys have more. 30. Yeah. He. Well, yeah. Besides. Um, I don't know. But anyways, there's 339 career starts for the backups, 83 for the starters. And Will Hernandez is the big the biggest earner of starts out of the rest of those. Nick Gates would be second. And then uh you have uh this three second year Three second year guys in Thomas Perry and Lemieux.
1: And then guess what? If somebody goes down, then you're not having an Eric Smith situation at left tackle versus the Jets in 2019. Yeah. Where you're like, oh, my God, who is this guy? He's never played it down in his life. So there you go. Love that. Love that for us.
0: Shane the Mube, day-to-day, which is good. Matt Perrick back at practice. We're already practicing yes. with the ones, which is good. So, um, dis- disaster avoided, and we got ourselves a little more insurance. Um, if they bring in Austin Ryder, we'll have that conversation.
1: It- Saquon is running.
0: If, if that happens, yep, Saquon, Saquon's around, moving around. Saquon's going to play week one. I feel pretty confident of that.
1: Oh, well, I, I was always confident Saquon playing week one. It's just the fact that not going to be getting 20 carries right, right. And like everybody expects.
0: Well, if you want to bet on when Saquon will play or how many carries we'll get, DraftKings Sportsbook is not only my favorite sportsbook, but also America's top-rated sportsbook. Speaking of America, our top athletes are over in Tokyo competing for the gold. I want the gold. And DraftKings has a medal-worthy offer just for my listeners. Listen to this great offer. Place any pre-event wager of $1 to be eligible to cash $100 in free credits if America wins any medal this year. That's 100 to 1 odds on an American athlete to stand on the podium and receive gold, silver, or bronze this week. 100 to 1 odds on an offer like this. Doesn't come around often so. Sign up for Drafting Sportsbook now to get on all the action. By the way, I made the joke of like, hey, we should debate Simone Biles. You know, like just a joke. And I said, you can be oh, the guy yeah. who says that she's weak or whatever. And someone took that as me saying that you said that. And basically called you a racist, which was really nice. I, I, I enjoyed that. They're like, you know. This is not great way I, to kick I off should my be Friday. saying this in the middle of an ad, but it was just so funny. Like someone took that very sarcastic joke, and I like the guy, and just leaped until like this is this is the problem with people like you, Justin. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code JohnBoy when you sign up to turn one dollar into one hundred dollars in free credits. If America wins a medal, that's code JohnBoy to turn one dollar into one hundred dollars in free credits for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100 Gambler or in Indiana, 1-800-9 with it. Or call Justin and harass him. Yeah, please do. Great way to start off my Friday last week. <laughs> we deleted the comment because it was like, we can't have someone that doesn't listen no. reading this comment. and it's like
1: I, I replied and I said, please leave the timestamp of when I said that because I never said that when we were recording but you said it off
0: air all like you were going off oh corner.
1: yeah oh yeah just went off um todd
0: davis todd davis six foot one the Giants signed him 230 pounds 29 years old inside linebacker seven year NFL vet who spent most of his time at denver broncos was part of the super bowl team the vikings this past season with the vikings this past season he played 26 percent of the snaps he was signed after a couple games and then he was on the COVID list for a couple of games 35 tackles, two tackles for a loss and a sack. Uh, Over 500 career tackles, 23 tackles for loss. Like, he's played. He's played a lot. He was even a a captain uh, for the Broncos at times. Like I said, we haven't been able to watch real film on him, but I talked to um, a guy I know who covers the Vikings, and he said, you know, he's a super solid run defender, won't embarrass your defense, but he's not a difference maker. We'll make the plays he's asked, but nothing else. And, Justin, I think this has to do with Reggie Ragman. Because Reggie Ragland's still on the non football injury list. We have no idea. And the inside linebacker room had kind of shaped up. Like you got Blake Martinez, he's that guy. You got Raglan, who's the vet, who's again, not going to do anything great, but he's a good he's a good solid vet. Tay Crowder, the young guy, and then Carter Coffin was that fourth guy. But this past week, with Blake Martinez on the COVID list, he's off, but they're gonna ramp him back up. I mean, they had Tay Crowder, who's playing his fourth year ever on defense as the as the, the number one and then Carter coffin who's never played inside linebacker the number two so I really do think in le- if if Raglan doesn't come back I think to, and even if Raglan comes back late Todd Davis might make this roster over him just because he's out there and playing um and but maybe you know not as a starter but I do think if Raglan doesn't come back or he comes back and he doesn't look back good from whatever injury he has then Todd Davis will make this team. If he doesn't, uh, if Raglan does come back, I don't see Todd Davis
1: making it. Our guy Kale Garrett from zori he's gonna be getting those opportunities. Yeah, but Todd Davis, ton of experience, kind of crazy Super Bowl champ. You know, we caught Kelvin Benjamin to bring in a Super Bowl champ. I mean, Joe Judge knows about winning, right, Bobby? I mean, that's the take.
0: I mean, that's he's he's take. played like he's been
1: an important player in the NFL for a while. Again, um two years of hundred plus tackles and one year where he had 97. So I'm going to round up and he has three years of hundred plus. Tackles. I mean, I've last year where, he, where he
0: had started the season late and was on the COVID list. He, he didn't have those numbers, but the year before that in Denver, he had a hundred plus tackles. So he was, yep. you know, a big part of that defense. And, Again, I really think this has to do with Reggie Ragland not practicing. If Reggie Ragland is practicing, I don't think they bring Todd Davidson, but he's not, and maybe he's not going to. We have no clue because it's on the non-football injury list. Um, we
1: hamstring. Hamstrings are tough. We haven't heard anything the, about him working yeah. on
0: the side either. Like we have no clue what the deal is with Reggie Ragland.
1: Yeah, hamstring injuries are tough to start the summer. I mean, everybody remembers you oh, know, hey OBJ, his rookie year hamstring. Darius Slayton during his uh, rookie camp hamstring and it wasn't even until like you know i feel like week two or week three of the preseason where he had that crazy catch against cincinnati where he really started to kind of come back at full strength and you know those guys were both rookies who so the giants are willing to be patient with reggie raglan on a one-year deal when interior linebacker depth always kind of goes like that like a snap of the finger yeah you're not gonna be as patient so todd davis he has the experience let's go dude let's go let's see it yeah
0: Yeah, so and I don't think he'll beat Tay Crowder out if Blake is healthy. But also, it's like you know what? If Blake goes down, it's nice to have a veteran presence who knows how to play the position and set the defense. Like I love Tay, but I don't want him doing that in year two. You know, I want him playing. You know that that will back role, filling his gap, playing aggressive, not having to be the QB of you know quote unquote QB of the defense. So, bringing in a veteran guy who knows how to run your defense, and like I said, solid run defender won't embarrass you. Not a difference maker. Uh, but again, not, not going, not going to embarrass you. And you know what? If we had Tay Crowder, maybe uh, Tay Crowder and Carter Coffin out there might be a little more athletic and fast than Todd Davis and make some cooler plays. But there might be times where they they totally screw up the defense. So um, it's it's good to bring the vet in. And yeah. if you don't need him, you don't need him. But right now he's in there.
1: And Devontae Downs will be unathletic and make glaring mistakes. Devontae
0: Downs is not making this roster, so I'm very happy about that. Um, it's it, now it is a inside linebacker. We say it every year. It's like if you're the fourth inside linebacker when camp starts, you're going to get playing time at some point. Devontae Downs isn't that, so we, we can be happy. He might even be like the sixth when you think about it. Like you got Blake Martinez, Tay Crowder, Todd Davis, Reggie Raglan, Carter Coughlin, and I'm even I'm just gonna put Cale Garrett over him, even though they haven't shown that. So he's just the seventh inside line. And you know what? Maybe even TJ Brunson, by the way, TJ Brunson lights up Kenny Galladay in a no shoulder pad practice on Friday. What a lunatic. Like, so, dumb. one, it's Kenny Galladay. We just spent all this money on him. But just lighting a dude up in the middle of a non-padded practice. Like, dude, that's not, that's not macho. Like, that doesn't impress the coaches. But our guy, Nick Gates, went there, to
1: the up uh Kenny G. That's why I'm glad it happened. So, Nick Gates got the opportunity to show that he was the alpha. But, I mean... When Mr. Irrelevant, the last pick of the NFL draft, gets playing time over you like literally right away. It wasn't even like there was a grace period of TJ Brunson getting some spring reps, training camp reps over over Tay Crowder. Like, no, literally from like day one, Tay Crowder was like the better football player than T J Brunson. Um, you gotta show your macho a little bit. I mean, I get it.
0: I get it. But that's not macho hitting someone with no pads on. Like that's just that's just stupid. Like it's not there's nothing macho about that at all.
1: He'll be inactive for, like, 75% of the games this year. He's not even going to so. make a team, I don't think.
0: <laughs> Did you see Joe Judge with that onside kick for the real peppers? That was beautiful.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, it's just, he made the entire defense run a lap today. I mean, this is just peak. Joe, Joe Looney, like, his first
0: practice, like, run a lap. And he's like, oh, we do that? Like, which, yeah. he took it, uh, he took it well. Looney, Looney does seem like an awesome dude.
1: Looney's like smiling over there. He's like, I haven't run a lap since I was 10.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Great beard. Good beard.
0: So one more thing before we kick it to the interview with Dan Benton. The Giants signed Damian Willis, wide receiver. He uh oh. you know, started 2019 as an undrafted free agent with the Broncos and then he bounced around with the Jags or with the Bengals and then bounced around with the Jags and practice squad. Uh in 2019 with the Bengals, like he got some playing time, he had nine catches, eighty two yards. Twenty-four year old, six foot three out of Troy. He's a big body dude. He had thirteen touchdowns his last few years at Troy. Like, like a big body guy. Justin, you remember that we played the Bengals in the preseason of twenty nineteen, right?
1: Yeah, just recollected uh, some nice Darius Slayton catches there. Well, I want you to hear this. Let me pull it up. I want to hear it.
0: Things and and got burnt. He got moss on that one play, which. That number nine guy for Cincinnati, they just throw the ball up to him. And he makes plays. I don't know who he is, but pretty damn good. Um, I Grant- Damian Willis, baby. That was him. I remembered because when they signed him, I went to go like look at some stuff. I was like number nine from Cincinnati. I was like, I remember him having some plays against us in the preseason. He had like, he mossed Norris Jenkins on one play against the starters. Then he had a touchdown later in the game. Like, I liked him. He was like, he was the one player for Cincinnati that stood out to me was Damian Willis. So, uh, I'm glad he's here. Big. He's not gonna make the team, but I'm glad he's here. Like that was, um, you know, the one, like it's, I I remember that distinctly number nine on Cincinnati. And then we get him and he's a last chance. You guy, which like, my brother's a big last chance. You fan. You are a preseason. nut. you're a nut. I do. I I'm so excited to watch other preseason players. Like, you know, by the way, hall of fame game bravo they have the dallas cowboys so we can make fun of the dallas cowboys now remember the starters don't really play in the hall of fame game so you know who's probably gonna play the most of the reps for the Steelers at quarterback
1: dwayne haskins
2: dwayne
0: haskins oh my gosh i'm gonna have so much fun watching the hall of fame game so much fun
1: It's gonna suck because all that he's he's gonna do the same thing that he did in Washington, where it's just release the ball two and a quarter seconds and then just dump it off here, dump it off there. That's what it's gonna be, and then he's gonna brag after the game that his stats are really good when like seventy five percent of his yards are after the catch.
0: He'll probably go like twenty five for twenty six, like he has twenty five of his twenty six teeth.
1: But then he has thirty. Oh, funny. And then he has like like thirty. I thought
0: thought of that one on
1: the spot. Wow, we have twenty six teeth, right? I have Wahoo? How many teeth do we have? 32. My mother's a dental hygienist, and she's... 31 or 32. My mother's a dental hygienist, and she makes the joke that she's not good at math. My computer's making noises. I'm sorry. Um, So 31 of 32 teeth. She makes the joke that she can only count to 32 because that's the joke. She's a dental hygienist. Dentist jokes. Really Um, funny.
0: Before we get to the interview, can you read
1: the ad? Yeah, of course. Is that going to be a thing? You just... I could pick up on transitions. Well, Bobby, we have a new sponsor. <laughs> we have a new sponsor. Sports Management Worldwide. They are the global leader in online sports business education. They teach people how to work on the business side of sports. All of their classes, they're taught by industry professionals. Your mentors have been in the game you want to work in and done the jobs you want to do. Funny story. I actually was at a barbecue this past weekend with you know, some friends, some family, talking about like, you know, what I do and you know, the talking just about sports in general. And one of my buddies was like, yeah, you know, I I think I would want to one day kind of like end up in a in a front office. And it's like, oh well the, the path to do it, nobody actually knows. How do you actually get it done? Sports management worldwide is kind of how you do get it done. So I told him about that, told him about our discount code Giants. You can get fifty dollars off the first course of your choice when you use the promo code Giants, S-M-W-W Use that discount code Giants, $50 off your first course. They offer courses in football, baseball, basketball, soccer, and more. If you have always dreamed of a job working in sports, if you want to work in a front office, if you want to work with film uh, and using digital video editing, they give you the tools to learn how to do it. Sports man- management worldwide, they can help you from sports betting to esports. Sports broadcasting, hey, Maybe I should take that course because I was a criminal justice major. They have the what you know and who you know to get you in the game that you love. Sports Management Worldwide, promo code GIANTS. Thank you, SMWW. Thank you. Hopefully
0: um, the Nets signed somebody. All right. Dan Benton of the Giants Wire USA Today. Come on, pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work. Play fast. Play fast. Whoa. Uh, All right. We now welcome back onto the program. Our friend, he's been covering the New York Giants for 18 years now. Editor in chief for Giants Wire of US, USA Today. I almost said U.S. Today. Dan Benton. Dan, my man, how are you doing? How does it feel to be going into another year of New York Giants football?
2: Well, I'm, I'm just excited football's back. The offseason takes too long. I'm obviously thrilled to be here joining uh, 4-3 Justin and not Tim Bobby. Uh, it's been a little while since i've been on so it's it's nice to be back on you guys like i said you guys have uh got pretty big since the last time i've been on here so congratulations due to both of you guys doing great work
0: thank you thank you you know it's it's been fun growing you know we talked a little bit about b- before um you know it's exciting but dan we uh we want to hear your opinion on the giants you know you do a great job running giants wire and and you know like i said, you've You've been doing this for a long time. So it's like you kind of know what to expect at this point. Like, this is year three for me, where it's like, oh, yeah, this is how you handle this. And this is new. And this is what you make a big deal out of. This is what you don't. I'll ask you this. What is, and
1: we're starting off with the worst part first. Sheesh, oh, Bob. This isn't, mm-hmm. this is usually a, a me question, not a you question. Yeah. <laughs>
0: what What is, what is your biggest worry on the team? And I saw Justin put in the notes, uh, mm-hmm. uh, example, slow offensive start to camp so far. Cause like me, I like, I have no, like, people are like oh well offense already starts like I've never really remembered that or anything yet so like what is uh what's your biggest worry for this team going into 2021?
2: Well I know some I've gotten a lot of questions about that actually the slow offensive start I, I don't really get too tied up in knots over that kind of stuff it's uh That's something generally will shake out a little bit over time. I I wouldn't worry too much about that right now. Plus, you know, that's a quality defense Patrick Graham's got over there. So, you know, you're going cold into that. And, you know, sometimes the defense just tends to be ahead of the offense. So I wouldn't really worry about that too much. Now, if it lingers, you know, ask me that question again in a couple of weeks and the answer might be different. But for right now, I I would say injury is obviously always a concern. I I think that's kind of a cop-out answer, but it's the truth um you know you got a lot of guys with some injury histories you brought in a lot of guys that have you know recent injuries you got Jones coming off one you got Saquon obviously coming off an injury Galladay coming off an injury Jackson coming off an injury and I think the good thing is, is that Gettleman and company have added a lot of depth which they really haven't had in several years now so that kind of you know eases the burden a little bit in terms of that um Outside of that, I would say, you know, inside linebacker depth is a little bit of a concern that I've got when you look down at the depth chart. Um, you know, you're again, and that kind of goes back to injuries. You really only one or two injuries away from, you know, Devonte downs coming in there and playing a significant role and raise your hand if you're comfortable with that situation. Um, and then obviously, nobody raised their hand, right? Exactly. And uh, then obviously you got the offensive line. I think, again, that's, that's a baseline concern for most people. Um, I tend to be a little bit more optimistic about their trajectory and their projection and their development than many are. Um, You know, I look at Nick Gates and I think they have a potential stud there. I think Thomas is going to come back strong after his injury. Um, You know, and who knows what happens on the right side. You got some maulers on the inside. I still have faith in Hernandez. I don't, I'm not necessarily on the bandwagon to write him off yet. Um, So, you know, the potential is there, but I'd be lying if I said there wasn't some level of concern with the offensive line, because with everything the team has done this offseason and where they're headed under judge, if that offensive line falters or fails, you know, there's there's going to be some heads that unfortunately roll as a result of that. So I think, you know, the concern there is legitimate.
1: Speaking of the offensive line, um, uh, we later, earlier, latter part of last week, we were shaking our boots waiting for an update for Shane Lemieux. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some things that you're hearing about that injury? Now, luckily, it's day to day. Hopefully he'll be back soon. He's working on the side. Even the day after the injury, he was still working on the side. What are some things you were hearing about that injury? And luckily, it's only day to day. When do you know when we should expect him back? What's some information around that?
2: Well, it's going to be a couple of weeks from some of the reports and, and some of what's being said. Um, um, even even though they said you know they that he avoided the season injury injury right out of the gate, there was some level of concern that it, it could have been you know surgery out maybe half of the season, something like that. So it's good news that that's not the case. Uh, the specific diagnosis haven't hasn't been provided. Uh, If I were to guess, and it would just be a guess, is that maybe it's some sort of um, MCL strain, something along those lines. It's going to keep him out a couple weeks. They'll ease him back in, but by all, you know, by everything that I've seen and read and heard so far, it sounds like he'll be good to go come week one, as long as there's no setback.
0: Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the O-line. Like, you went through it. Hernandez's got, like, a baseline, I think. We should all be expecting Thomas to be good. You know, one yeah. just because he got better as the season went along, but yeah. also he's the fourth overall pick. We should expect him to be a good yeah. player in year two. Maybe not great in year two, but at least good. Um, Hernan Or or, or paired is like the, is the biggest concern yeah. for me on this entire team, even more than like a, you know, I've been very outspoken against Jason Garrett. Parrot really to me is the biggest difference because he can be the difference of Jones being pressure, pressure, pressure yeah. on his front side all year long. Or if he can, play to his potential it can be the difference of us having an extra six seven big plays so oh, yeah um I like that is Parrot. I'm excited for him he's got all the ability you know it's like yeah. there's some players where it's like you know he doesn't have the ability to be good right. Parrott does but he also could be really bad too and we would we would be in trouble
2: I think that's that's actually one of the issues when you look at the offensive line from left to right and then down the depth chart is that you look at each of those guys and you and you kind of Acknowledge the fact that, yeah, these these guys individually all have a ton of potential. Uh, what are the odds you're going to hit on all five of them? Though? The odds of that are not particularly wonderful, and that does leave some room for error when it comes to guys like Per. But I, I, I again, I'm not necessarily as worried as some just because of the potential these guys have. Plus, judges... Himself is a good offensive line kind of guy and Lord knows he's built an incredibly intelligent and successful offensive line staff after, you know, some issues last year. And I think that's going to go a long way. I think, you know, system consistency is another big thing up and down the entire roster. That's going to pay dividends for the Giants this year. Uh, It's been a long time since they've had you know, the same systems offensively and defensively in back-to-back seasons. For many of the guys on this team, this is the first time that that's happened since college, early in college, and I've even seen some guys say since high school. So, yeah. you know, that's, that's a potentially big deal right there. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not ready to jump off the deep end when it comes to the offensive line, even though I've acknowledged several times that I was a little taken aback by the fact that they didn't work on it a little bit more this offseason.
0: Yeah, I love the dynamic of the of the coaching staff with that room because, you know, Colombo obviously wasn't Judge's guy. We saw how that all right. went down last year. You got Rob Sale, who, who is his guy. You got Flats, who was, you know, this the offensive line coach for this team for a long time and and did a good job working as an analyst. You got Wilkerson, who yep. has been around for a few years now, so he's got the relationships with the guys. And then you even have Freddie Kitchens, like, you know, putting his input. So mm-hmm. I'm, I love the dynamic of the room. I would love to be a fly in the wall in that. That
2: offensive line room. I'm sure you guys would. I mean, listen, all those are, are pretty brilliant football minds. And I think that, you know, Judge constantly preaches that he wants teachers. And as long as these guys are all coachable, You know, I I can see them, each of them, making potentially big leaps. Like you said earlier, I think Thomas will. I think one of the biggest issues for him is he kind of got thrust in a role that maybe he didn't anticipate initially. And then he got hurt, and it was a relatively significant injury. And the fact that he was able to play so well down the stretch with that lingering injury still, it it kind of inspires some confidence in me that now that he'll come back healthy in the second year of the same system, he'll play well. So. You know, we'll see how things shake out. I, I think they have a tremendous staff there and, um, you know, a lot of potential in the young players. And, and, you know, we'll we'll see how it goes in year two. But I'm not, I'm not necessarily ready to to panic over that situation. But granted, when, when you went down the other day, you know, that obviously raised some big red flags because then you look at the depth and you're like, oh, here we go. You know, you, you may have that next man up mentality. But, you know, we've learned over the past decade watching the Giants that – that doesn't necessarily always pan out well, right? No,
0: out, no. Outside of uh, outside of DJ, because you you talk about you know making jumps. Outside of Daniel Jones, who do you think someone this team is like ready to make a leap forward? You know, there could be someone in the edge room, like mm-hmm. uh, you know, a Slayton. Or who, like, who do you think is like a, a realistic like expectation? Like, all right, man, this year you're gonna you're gonna be a, a good amount better than what you were last season.
2: You know, I th- the first name that pops into my head when I get asked that question is Lorenzo Carter, provided again okay. can stay healthy. But there are a few other guys, too. And I think Gates is, is obviously someone who is on that list as a guy who could make a big leap in this season. And I think Dexter Lawrence is another one. I, maybe he's not the right answer to that question because he's sort of broken out a bit already, and he's a very talented player. But I think he could take that to a whole new level this year. But, you know, when I really mold over the names of that question, one that really sticks out in my mind is uh, Peppers, Jabril Peppers, because, again, he's, he's going into this second year of Patrick Graham's defensive system. He's in a contract season. And we talked to his personal trainer, Brian Walker, a few times this offseason, and that guy has been working out. Like Darnie Holmes as well. They've, both, they've been together working out. Um, and there's a, an extreme level of confidence that he has coming back this year that he's feeling much more comfortable in the system he's feeling more comfortable with the guys around him uh he's embracing the role at strong safety you know not necessarily worried about bouncing around at the different safety positions so uh, again you know he you kind of look at pepper's like you know a well-known name but i do think that he's going to take a pretty tremendous leap uh this season especially playing in a secondary that's as talented and deep as the giants have right now
1: yeah um with McKinney almost being like a free agent acquisition too. I mean, hopefully he can go in the box a little bit more and you're talking about more tackles for losses and Mm -hmm. Hey, maybe another, you know, two and a half plus sack season. That'll, that'll look pretty nice for, uh, for a contract here. So I know you've been, you've been around the run of the mill for, in terms of uh, covering, covering the Giants. So I'm probably going to ask you a question that you don't like, but it's something (laughs) that a lot of fans like to talk about where it's like, you know, right now or bust. So this year, is it a kind of a playoffs or bust year for Daniel Jones and Dave Gellman, Right, Like I said, I understand how, you know, that question could probably make your skin crawl a little bit. But, you know, in your opinion, is this like a let's go this year? Let's do something or it's a kind of a bust kind of year where heads may roll, like you said before.
2: Well, I think it's a fair question now. It may not be one that fans or analysts or pundits like, uh, but it, it is a fair question, and, and for obvious reasons. Listen, you know, as talented as Daniel Jones is, and I, I believe in Daniel Jones, I'm not going to shy away from that, pretend I don't. I, I do think he's going to make that leap. But if he doesn't, that doesn't reflect well on Gettleman, but perhaps more to the point, if Jones doesn't make that leap, this team is not going to be successful. And how many losing seasons can you continue to have and bring back Gettleman in good faith? Now, I know Mara said, you know, last week or the week prior that, you know, the the combination of Judge and Gettleman is working. And when you look at the personnel moves and then the depth changes over the past two seasons, you, you can't, it's hard to argue against that. You know, this team on paper looks substantially better than they have since at least 2016. And... I think one of the issues that led to the situation the Giants find themselves in now is a lack of patience after Tom Coughlin had you know, left the team. And that constant cycling of staffs and systems and coaches and personnel, you're not going to find any level of success that way. We saw that with the Cleveland Browns for who the heck knows how long. And I would be inclined to believe that Mara and Tish don't necessarily want to go back down that road. Um, but the outrage from fans is going to be extreme if the Giants lose again this season. And if Daniel Jones fails, they're going to have no choice but to start looking for a new quarterback. And are they going to trust, you know, Gettleman with that after he essentially got it wrong with Jones? So playoffs are bust, maybe not. I mean, I could see them going eight and nine and, and playing well and and you know, the owners saying, you know, that's proof that they're, you know, taking some strides and headed in the right direction. But if they kind of fall apart again. And particularly with Jones, and he doesn't make that leap, and there's you know six and eleven, or, or five and twelve, or whatever it may be. I would say at that point, they're they're probably gone.
1: Yeah, and Dan, I really feel Judge is the. He's really like the, you know, what makes this situation kind of complicated because it's yeah. like, well, if you get rid of the GM, there's a guy that right. wants to come in it or if they keep within the building and then it's like, okay, mm-hmm. well, then you can just keep judge, but you were there for Shermer and McAdoo, you know, probably for some of those years, I was there watching those practices and. I'm not there now, which is why I really wish they let fans in. But there's just there's just a different feel yep. around what Joe Judge is doing compared to the practices that McAdoo mm-hmm. would run, the practices that Shermer would run, and the type of team that they have. So really he's the you know the wild card in this scenario as to depending on what happens with the Giants season, keeping Joe Judge may be the reason why Dave Gellerman right. stays, Daniel Jones mm-hmm. stays, et cetera, et cetera.
2: Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I think that's a point that's often missed when these debates kind of come up. Because if you don't hire from within, if you replace Gettleman, then you run the risk of not only, you know, a GM coming in who wants his own quarterback, but potentially his own coach. And there's no guarantee that judge is going to be around for that. Of course, they could always get rid of Gettleman and, and go with someone like Abrams. And that would make sense, obviously. And there's some sort of, you know, um, consistency that would follow there. But, you know, outside of that, if they do replace Gettleman and that, you know, then they do run the risk of having to rebuild all over again. And I don't think uh, that ownership wants that. So, you know, there is this really added emphasis on the fact that, you know, they need to perform this year. And as you noted, it was very different, very, very different under Shermer and McAdoo. And listen, they were both good guys. They really were. And I don't think they're bad coaches. I just don't necessarily believe that they're made to be head coaches. And I think beyond just that, they're, um, their ability to scout players and try to communicate to, you know, the front office, the kind of players that they need on the roster and that they need to fit on the roster. You know, it, it wasn't necessarily great. It wasn't their strong suit. And with judge, it's the exact opposite. He knows precisely what it is that he wants in each individual player. And then, you know, Gettleman Abrams and the other guys go out and get it. And so far, you know, again, two years in, they've done a really damn good job of it.
0: We'll finish off with this, and this is we have preseason football again, which is my—I mean, I love preseason football because you get to you get to see the names that you don't get to see in the regular season. Who's a guy you're like, like hoping or or like keeping an eye out to shine? Maybe not as someone who's like you know they're going to come in and start, but you Mm -hmm. know the last preseason, Nick Gates is like he's like he started playing well and he became like the you know the swing tackle, the back, the main backup, and now look at him. So who is somebody? that is you know like just completely off the radar as far as like team you know first team or even second string that you're looking to make a jump this uh or make looking to shine and during preseason
2: well I wouldn't say that he's necessarily under the radar but the first one that comes to my mind it's some just someone I'm rooting for personally is Nate Solder just because of all the horrible things that he and his family have had to go through over the past two seasons so I'm really just kind of rooting for that guy but beyond that um, you know obviously you look at a, a John Ross it'd be great if he could stay healthy and, and contribute and become something same thing with Dante Pettis potentially you know you kind of want to see those guys uh, succeed kind of root for him maybe provide a little depth uh, more depth at wide receiver but I would say above all else it would be Sam Beal uh, you know the Giants made a, a pretty significant investment into him and granted they're very deep in the secondary and they don't necessarily need that many more uh, guys out there but again, you, you go back to look at the personnel moves and the investments that were made in Beal. And at some point or another, he's got to turn it on. And not only would I say that I'm rooting for him, I think the team and judge and everybody else are rooting for him too. provided that, you know, his legal issues, you know, kind of shake out and everything is okay in that regard. Um, at some point they got to get some return out of him. So, uh, you know, he, he could be a potential, you know, guy who shines, um, wouldn't bank on it necessarily unfortunately but I would root for it we talked about
0: B with Art last week and I think I think now that you brought him up uh every single interview we do during camp we're gonna have to bring up at CMB at some point uh, so so I'm glad I'm glad you said CMB just because I think that's going to happen uh for the rest of camp Dan we appreciate you coming on where can people find you and your work
2: Obviously, you can find me at GiantsWire.com. You can also find me at USA Today Sports Weekly. Uh, That's the um, USA Today's uh, weekly publication that goes through training camp all the way through uh, the Super Bowl. And if you want more long-form analysis, it's not necessarily Giants specific. You can also find me at Larry Brown Sports.
0: Sounds good. Dan, we uh, appreciate you always. Have a good rest of the day, a good camp, and uh, hopefully we get to see you at FanFest.
2: Absolutely. Justin, Bobby, thank you guys. I appreciate it. Love your work. Keep keep going strong. You guys are just getting started. Appreciate you.
1: A player on the Giants touched my butt.
0: Attention listeners across the galaxy, even though there's life only on Earth, all the way from Australia to Houston. Do we have a pew problem? If so, our friends at Manscaped have cleared you for takeoff with their fourth generation and brand new Lawnmower 4.0. Kick your pubes to the next planet with the Performance Package 4.0. The orbits in your pants will feel like you're in zero gravity when you use the best tools for the job from the leaders in male grooming. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trusted... Dang, 2 million who trusted Manscaped and get your rocket ready for takeoff by going to manscaped.com. I don't like calling it a rocket, to be honest, because that reminds you of, like, a dog. For 20% off, plus (laughs) free shipping with the code GIANTS. The world is starting to open. The performance package 4.0 from Manscape is here to help you get ready. Inside you'll find their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker, ear and nose trimmer, crop server, ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, plus two free gifts, performance boxer briefs, and the shed travel black. You know I live on the space coast. Like like if, if you if people ask me where in Florida are you from, like the space coast where the space shuttle goes up. Like SpaceX, that's like a twenty minute drive for me.
1: Do you have that David Bowie song uh, humming in your head every time you see one go up? No. That's what she said.
0: Nope, nope. Uh, but, you know, like, space is kind of like a big deal around here. Maybe if you ever come down here, I'll take you to uh, Kennedy Space Center. Please do. lawnmower point 4.0 has a 7,000 RPM motor, a new multifunction on-off switch, can engage in a travel log, and gives you the ability to turn 4,000 4, k led spotlight on and off when i when you need uh for a more precise mm-hmm. shade did i mentioned the trimmer is waterproof too that's crazy michael phelps is drooling just thinking about your wiener and the possibilities yep manscape also threw uh, you know that's 20 percent off plus free shipping with the code giants at manscape.com for a clean uh, clean trinity and beyond oh they're calling the uh your things of trinity your space balls will thank you wow that's just great Manscaped. 20% off free shipping code gi- free shipping with the code giants at Manscaped.com.
1: A lot of metaphors for their ads penis always make me, that me
0: uncomfortable. Like their products lot, are great, but, but their ads—they they just always make me a little uncomfortable reading them.
1: No, I mean I like the metaphors for penis in there. They usually don't do it all that often, but there was a lot of hints to rockets. Well, if we look at our analytics um, for our that.
0: audience, it's 99 percent men. But I'm always like, you know, the one like, you know, if like my mom listened to that, I'd be I'd be embarrassed. But it's it's great products. Go get the products. Uh, appreciate you guys. Justin, anything else you want to say before we close this baby out?
1: We're in full pads. We're in full pads. Some more clips. Um, Get on the social media. If you're just a podcast person, if you're just a YouTube person, get on the social media. Follow Talking Giants. Don't follow the main Giants page. Follow Talking Giants. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're putting out clips wherever we can kind of find them. We give the creds to the beat reporters and stuff like that. But Bobby does an awesome job running the socials while I'm getting the – ppps and everything kind of behind the scenes ready to rock and roll and i have to communicate with the people in our company which <clears throat> no they're good people full pads let's rock and roll uh let's get ready for fan fest it's next week you're gonna be in new jersey i love it yep we'll be back on friday i
2: think we're having patricia Trina,
0: Ooh. which by the way justin i think we have to record that on wednesday um sure. so i think we're having patricia train on don't don't quote me um or maybe do go tweet at her to put you know, make sure she doesn't like bail out on us last pr- second. Put the pressure on. Yeah. Alright, we appreciate you guys. We'll be back on Friday with PPPs in the middle. Until then, let's go big blue.